<laughs> yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Cinema Draft Podcast. I am your host, the creator and founder of the Cinema Draft game, Eduardo Jackson. Cinema Draft is where daily fantasy sports meets the movies. Instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies and how their movies perform at the North American box office earns you points towards your call sheet or you competing against other people for cash and prizes. We will get into more of that later. It is my extreme pleasure to introduce our very first, our very first two guests on the Cinema Draft podcast. We're making history, y'all. Some of them want to be seen, some of them want to not be seen. I'll let them <laughs> introduce themselves. I am joined by the working black writer, TM, in Hollywood, Kevin Garnett and G Nice, writer, educator, extraordinaire. Say hello to the people, y'all. What's going on, people? How you doing? <laughs> That's Kevin Garnett, everyone. Kevin Garnett. Saying hello. Say say some of the people, G Nice. Say hello, Chuggin. Say hello, Chuggin. I want the class. Give me the class. Now wait a minute. Are we supposed to refer to you as G Nice throughout the uh, throughout all? <laughs> wait yes, a minute. That's he, how my mother talks to me. What are you talking about? That? You already know. That. I ain't gonna use hello that. He's got a real job. He he ain't trying to be. Out okay, there like fine. G nice in quotes. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually gonna turn your ears up a little. G nice, so we can hear you properly. All right, there we go. Yes, we're fancy up in this piece. We got like control board and shit. Uh, no no drinking game this week for all y'all who've been following the podcast. Probably because we are without the normal co-host Peter Vote, the lead designer on Cinema Draft. That's because he got a case of the white flu. And it's a little bit too <laughs> hot topic tonight, which we'll get into later. Wow. But as we are want to do around here. I want to talk about what I'm watching, uh, and we will also uh, check in with uh, Kevin and G Nice in a minute. But my goodness, and I, this is even on the rundown. I apologize, uh, bros. I apologize, but I just got done watching the craziest episode of Atlanta. Jesus, oh, Mary, Joseph. wait a minute. I wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are there spoiler alerts? Do you want me to put? I'll go away. And come back, Dude, Greg. You're not even going to watch it for like three months. I mean, it doesn't matter. Have you? Have you Correct. watched Atlanta? That is Negro, whatever. I watched so, the first part. Tonight's episode of Atlanta. What I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done with this. Oh man! I can, right, I, can I can, I uh, can take my headphones off, and then you can wave at the screen when you. No, nah, it's okay because because no, no, no. G's not going to see it. You haven't seen it yet. I won't spoil it. But let me just say, every week that show raises the stakes, raises you know, changes the game, and this one is lit as fuck. Make really? sure you watch the commercials too, because it's that type of show this week. It's That's what I heard. His his uh, director tweeted out that you know don't fast forward through the commercials this week. So yeah. Do you think they? I've seen a pilot. Do you think they shoot that? What did they shoot that in? America. It's in Atlanta. Look at that. Boom. <laughs> Look, Kevin just brought the funny. You see what just happened? I set him <laughs> up with like a regular question. He said, "In America." Boom! <laughs> I want to be able to no, press the laugh track. You can't. <laughs> you got to bring your own special effects. <laughs> you know, you know. Come prepare next time. Read a rundown. Come with some sound effects. You know, do a dance. Wait, no, I, Turn I, on the camera. What is your Turn question? Turn on the camera. What is Wait, your question? you don't think I've seen the pilot, right? So you don't think be nice in the pilot? <laughs> you better start practicing. No, I act like you say okay. You uh, the it's grainy. No, it's shot that way on purpose. It's probably yeah. digital. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it's on purpose. 
it's real. It's real life. Like on purpose, like lack of budget. On purpose, like we made it grainy to be stylish. I think both, because I think you know it's similar to like Louis in that, like with some of these FX shows, they don't. Oh sweet lord! Oh sweet lord! What? I stopped listening after you said Louis. <laughs> everything Louis is the <laughs> like what it's a, it's like everything got cloudy after that. It was like static came in. I didn't say anything after that. So this is should we? This should be posted under his name. You should write this in here. And why underneath he says. His top five should be like Louis, 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 Louis. Louis, I enjoy Louis. He has you enjoy Louis palette. more I'm than a brother with a sophisticated palate. The point, the point is being, that sophisticated. That show is not sophisticated. He's funny. That's not sophisticated. You don't like the show? Is that what you're saying? You, I've never I seen. I'm indifferent about the show. I, I do. I am. A, I do like Better Things, which is you know, executive produced by him and Pamela Adlon. That's that's been pretty interesting. Right. And that's also one of those shows where it where it knows what it is, and yet the audience doesn't really know what it is. Like you know, you don't know. What All it's right. Going. So when I saw when I saw the when I saw the rundown when I saw the one sheet for Better Things, yeah. in my mm-hmm. mind I thought this is going to be a really fun show about a cute girl who drinks too much and falls over in her bed. <laughs> and now it's like dramedy. You're like, God damn it, it's serious. <laughs> it's not. She's got a bunch of kids. She's not young. It's not as cute as I thought she'd be. And it ruined the whole thing. Well, just go go watch uh, better. What is the show? Uh, you're the worst. I think you're looking for. Oh, that. that that is that's my show. That is my jam. I love. Wait, is that the British? Dude? I love Fat Lindsay, or actually, it's Lindsay it's now. The I British dude, and then the other. Yeah. So yeah. I don't understand this show either. You would this, like these are these because shows. so it's not it's, a, no, it's an unromantic romantic comedy. Yes, you will. I promise you. Will. No, I don't. These are like not, these are like truly kind of detestable people, but you kind of love them because they're real. <laughs> no, Lana Lang watches it, and I've seen a couple episodes, and I don't understand this Lana whole Lang's thing about wife, people listening at home. That's G Nice's wife, Lana Lang. Yes, she's. Lana Lana. I don't understand. I, you thought her name was what? Send the band with the lion in the background. Your true identity. My alter ego. I don't want that's right. That's right. Somebody's gonna piece this together and out you. Someone's gonna piece all this together and totally out you. Exactly. No, they're not. Trying not to use her other names. Well, a lot of light watching. I don't understand. No, but I don't understand the idea. Who says casting goes, you know what will make a really cool show? Obnoxious dudes. It's that show. And then the show uh, Mixology, that dude, that guy came he was British. It's not on the air anymore, dog. That's yeah, gone. That like 13. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Why? Why? Why would someone say, "Yeah, that's cool"? You know what? You know what? The American culture needs British dudes. <laughs> that's one thing we definitely that and Aussie guys, Aussie people. Period. Like, well, I mean, that's, they're hiring all these black actors to to play Americans. All these British blacks to play Americans. That's like the, that's correct. That is true. David Harewood. That's correct. You either have to be British. You have to be British or have a mixtape. One or the other. You can't actually be an actor. <laughs> well, that's why that's why we celebrate things like Atlanta because Donald Glover's neither of those things. He's from the A, damn it. My favorite city. He, he's getting it done. And this is that rare show, that very rare show that connects with black people in a very authentic way that somehow has crossed over and brought white people along with it. Like he's not he's taking no short He's just he no, he's like it's, it's doing great. great. It's it's definitely like the front runner for Emmys next year, straight up, because everyone loves this fucking show as well mm-hmm. they should. But it's I always find it fascinating when we create something that's authentic to us and somehow other people get it. It's it, it kind of blows my mind. So it's, I mean, it's, it's been really happening in in music. You know, it's what happens in music all the time. So now we're it's like we're finally getting a chance to actually do it in uh, TV shows and cinema and stuff, and you know. 
It's a good, Play that knowledge. Good you WBW. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. You should also put under the banner how many degrees he has. You should have to put that on this. <laughs> now I'm intrigued. How many degrees do you have, Kevin Garnett? I have a mere three degrees. That's it. Hey, welcome, <laughs> hey, welcome to the Three Degree Club. Where's my sound effect, damn it? You know. <laughs> wait. One for each degree. What? Yes. <laughs> Very nice. So we got well, we got like a combined eight degrees up in this piece. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what kind of math are you doing? I've got one. All right, fine, seven, whatever. All right, we, we, got, we got some educated brothers here. All y'all who are, who are ready for some nonsense this week, sorry, that's me next week. We got some educated black people on the, on the program today, and I'm gonna try to keep it moving so we don't get in these cul-de-sacs of pure entertainment. Austin, no, this is what we're going to do the whole time. Back to your original question, uh, G Nice. I think it looks like that because FX only gives them like a certain amount of money, and you know they got to shoot quick. It seems like a show that's I think very it, I think fluid in the way that it's shot. I saw, but so the beauty of that, that is first... that they leave them alone, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because supposedly, yes. one little more thing in the cul-de-sac here. Supposedly, <laughs> with with Louis, hashtag okay. Louis, he would just send. They gave him like such little money. He would just send them two DVDs with every with every uh, thing. It would be like a DVD of the show and then a DVD explaining why he did what he did, and. That's it, and they were just giving the money and leave them alone. Allegedly. So when he said these, when, when he said these two CDs, was FX like, "Thank you, Louis, you asshole." No, they were like, "Thank you for the Emmy nominations and the brilliant writing and directing <laughs> and the prestige and having people <laughs> work with it again." <laughs> yes. absolutely. All right, well, so so that was what, what I'm watching a little bit. I only threw it in there because it was. It was Honestly, it's like the every week it seems like there's a best episode of that freaking show. And also, just real quick, the almost like the the LA uh, female version or kissing cousin of it, I would say, is insecure. That shit brought the heat last week, or I, or I saw like a preview last week, and I've been raving about it because I know chicks like that. We all know chicks like that. The Issa Rae mm -hmm. and Insecure, that shit's hilarious as hell. Um, so that's what that's part of what I'm watching. But I want to talk a little bit about the girl on the train. I saw it this wait, weekend. Wait, 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 I want to, I want to respond. Wait, wait, wait. You want to respond? <laughs> you want to? You're like, you're like Dan Levitard. Get in there, get in there, man, get in there. All right. So here's what I want to say. First of all, I've only seen two. Let me. I, my Atlanta comments. Two things. One, I like it very much. Okay. Like, uh, I've only seen the first two, right? So I haven't gotten that far, but it gets better. Uh, Paperboy. Paperboy, paperboy. <laughs> he's all about that. He's awesome. Paperboy. He's the best part of that. He's awesome. I will <laughs> say, guy, I don't like the guy uh, Keith Stansfield who plays Darius is low key hilarious. He's like, very funny. He's I've very watched funny. most of the episodes twice, and like the second time around, you really get a lot of the stuff that he's doing. Very funny. He reminds me of. Uh, he also looks like a dab on the dude. <laughs> and he also played. He played Snoop in. Um, Straight oh, yeah, straight out of Compton, and he's in Snowden, and, oh, he's in, right. and he got to start on Short Term 12 with Brie Larson. I keep I hearing about this movie, uh, Short Term 12. I got to check it out. It was good. It was, it was legit. Mm -hmm. I didn't see him as like a comedian, per se, you know, but uh, he, he's uh, an actor. He's good. He's got, the three of them, well, of the, th the, the two of them have awesome timing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we all agree at the same time. So. In yes. Podcast. In <laughs> <laughs> what else do you got? Wait. I want to Wait, the only, thing I, the only thing I don't like uh, is her. 
Wait till you see like episode five or whatever. What last week's episode? Oh yeah, no, no, you're gonna love the you're gonna love the girl. They he's he's started to do like more character centric um, episodes, so you're gonna love what what she brings. She she's hilarious. Her her timing is not my favorite, but maybe by episode five she'll be awesome. Did he just leave? No, no, I'm, I'm still here. This is wireless. This is wireless. I turned the yeah. AC on. Damn it. Podcast. <laughs> it's like 100 degrees in the <laughs> out. She's the worst. Boy. <laughs> He's wireless, Dan. He's wireless. Yeah, I'm yeah, right. football I felt you had more to say, Greg. I wanted to give you some room to... Wait, okay, so that's what I think about Atlanta. Uh, what was the other thing you said? Oh, Insecure. I haven't seen it. I saw the uh, a bunch of the... Um, what's the other one? The trailers don't give it justice. I'm telling you, the trailers uh, don't do it justice. The one she had, she had like the... It was like her own stuff. Uh, it's awkward the awkward girl. black girl? The yeah, I saw a bunch of those. She's funny. Did you see the one she did with, like, what was it, the history one or something? Something about how she's, like, rapping history or something? That was really good. She's just really talented, period. She's got several, uh, several web different web series. Mm-hmm. Chocolate Cardinal. Hashtag it's... Chocolate Cardinal. <laughs> Chocolate Cardinal? Are you Stanford, too? That's right. It's a whole thing going on. Oh, sweet lord. Uh, man, I would apologize for the beatdown my Huskies put on y'all, but I won't because we're, we're top five ranked, so. Yeah, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> it's fine. We won't. We won't even get into the the college football arguments. Yeah, let's have a, a big game this weekend. <laughs> Go Irish. G <laughs> Nice obviously is from Chicago and loves him some Notre Dame, which I never understood because Notre Dame's nowhere near Chicago. But there's it's a thing. That's um, not nowhere near. It's two hours away. It's two and a half hours away. It's not That's close. Neater. What's close? That's like me claiming that's like me from being from Seattle claiming Portland, which I would never do. But it's like I mean, what are we doing here? What are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of other schools between there. This is just the closest one, man. It's Chicago. That makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Go Irish. No, DePaul makes sense if they had a football team. That's neither here nor there. Okay, so the girl on the train, god dang it. All right. Yeah, just real quick. I mean, I don't spend a lot of time on this because we're already getting lost on some really. Interesting oh, we're totally anyway. getting lost. But, I'm just waiting no, for. Yeah, no, no, no. This will be our longest podcast yet. This will definitely, by default, be our blackest podcast yet. <laughs> Hang with us, everybody. You're gonna enjoy the ride. I promise. I will be real this whole thing. <laughs> but but the girl on the train it, it starred as I as I put in my review and you can see all my reviews the reincarnation of the real deal he's back but in shortened form over at medium.com slash at cinema draft. Uh, and basically, I, I gave it four reels because it stars uh, Emily Blunt, a.k.a. Messy Bay, because she is a hot, drunken mess in this movie. And I am so there for it. it is, this movie, this, all right, so I'm, maybe I don't get out enough. Maybe I'm not, you know, big on the psychological thriller genre. I don't know. But it really, I mean, not only to keep my attention, and, and, and there's some stuff that's kind of predictable, what have you, but she was such a fucking mess that you didn't know it, whether to hate her, to love her, to just pity her. And is she crazy? Is everyone around her gaslighting her, making her feel like she is crazy? I mean, you had no idea what her deal was, but it, it, I mean, it totally keeps your attention the entire time. And I had no idea the dude who directed The Help could deliver such a wow. strong psychological thriller. Yes, hey, you can't see you can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. I have a question. <laughs> Go ahead. You, you need Turn to get, the camera, bitch. You need to animate your avatar. <laughs> Here's my question. Here's my question. Here's what I don't understand. And I, this is gonna sound like hate, but it's not. This is just mm-hmm. this is that's just that's your default setting. We know. Yeah, no, this is I'm just kidding. Why, where how at what point did Emily Blunt? I'm not I I, I feel bad to, I'm not the biggest fan. And how come she what have you seen really, of her? What have you seen of her? But that's what, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. Can you tell me a movie where you were like she killed it? 
First of all, she she made her big splash stateside in Devil Wears Prada. Everyone knows her from Devil Wears Prada because she was fucking awesome in that. Now, no, and then, no, and then, no, no, no. She was <laughs> she was not the lead. That's why I, you liked her. No, she was solid. Can still kill, you can still kill as a side character. That's correct. Fair enough. Fair enough. But then she becomes the lead, and then it's like ah, I, I'm not. Did I don't you know. see? Did you see Edge of Tomorrow or Live Die Repeat or whatever the hell? Yeah, that was is. fucking Tom Cruise. But what do you? So what, what? What point are you trying to prove here? That she I'm can not, shine out alongside other stars? No, or, no, no, no. No, I'm just. I, I'm trying to feel like she's fine. I. I this. That sounds more hate. <laughs> that sounded like it sounded a little bit hate. I don't mean that. I just. I'm, right, never, I'm going I never, to MDB. Damn it! This is pissing I, me off. I, I love never, I never get excited. I'm not like, oh, sweet, she's in it. You have well, there haven't been a whole lot of vehicles built around her. Let's be, let's be real. But so, oh, Sicario, yo, Kevin, you saw Sicario, right? I saw Sicario. I thought it was very good. Her character was super passive, though. Like when so, you when you actually analyze the movie, she was she was fine in it, but it was very much like she is our guide through this. Movie. Oh wait, that's the one. That's, why, that's like, why I was okay with it because I I was felt as shell shocked as she was seeing all this you know crazy true. drug shit. So she I, was I, like okay. a DA I saw. I, I enjoyed the ride. It was a it was a very fun, enjoyable ride. But as you analyze it and break it down, this is where it got problematic for me. But great watch. Wait a minute! I just realized what happened here. I realized you guys are just gonna say that's awesome, and then I'm gonna be like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Hey, know is your role. Stand your lane. Wait, is that is that what it said? In the, in the, is that what it said in the rundown? Did I miss that part? You guys just gonna be like, it yes. the greatest thing ever. Everything is good. Everything in the world is beautiful. It's all really shiny. And then I'm gonna be like, wait, no, that's dirty. You're you're hey, uh, got purpose in this world. You're what's his name? You're Simon Cow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Quietly wearing a muscle tee in the background. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell if I'm offended or not. <laughs> you hate me. Uh, five-year engagement. She was good in that. Um, oh, no, she wasn't. She's fine. But you're not like excited. You're <laughs> the not adjustment like, bureau. The adjustment bureau. Matt with Matt Damon. I don't think I yeah, saw that. It was just weird. Uh, yeah, you, know, you did. They're wearing I, like hats. They walk around wearing hats and like trench coats. This no. Is this is a really no. fruitless endeavor. That, wait, that's really what the movie's about. The movie's about a bunch of people wearing trench coats. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so, and, and I'm going to take this opportunity, as per the rundown, to ask you, ask you knuckleheads. All right, well, let's, let's start with G-Nice. No, no, I, I want to hear this. I'm very intrigued now. G-Nice. Since he hates on everything. No, and actually, that's not this, true. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's this is okay, Kevin. I've called him G-Nice forever. I'm actually okay I, with G-Nice. Kevin's okay with this. He's pretending. I'm fine with it. I just I don't want to slip up and say, you know, his government name. <laughs> we'll just say it. Get paid. So wait, no. the the, uh, the um, you forgot. I forgot what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. So I'm asking, what are you guys watching? And so while you're trying to collect your thoughts, if not your sanity, Gina, so let's let's go, with Kevin. What what are you watching that's that's you know stirring your vessel? Is my uh, besides right. stirring my vessel, very very dirty unnecessarily. Right. Besides, uh, of course, Atlanta. There's a couple of things on Netflix that I'm watching. Oh, I know. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. One Luke Cage. Just step on what I'm about to say. And sorry, no, I'm sorry. I got excited. <laughs> no, it was it was the other guy. Louis season two. <laughs> I, no, Luke Cage, I think, is great. I'm like probably eight or nine episodes in. Enjoying the ride. I was never a comic book guy coming through, but again, Chocolate Cardinal. Uh, Honestly, Greg, me neither. Me neither. And, and this is in Greg. Chocolate Cardinal. Nice enjoying the hell out of this. Food. 
<laughs> Shut up. G likes to enjoy the hell out of this because he, when we were uh, writing partners, he was always mm-hmm. in his comic books and stuff and, and all mm-hmm. about those comic book stories. I used to make fun of him, and now I'm like carrying the flag of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. you're enjoying Yo, the, the, You realize, you guys all realize, the universe has nothing to do with the comic books. Oh, exactly. I'm sorry. I'm, like 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 I'm just. I'm just saying. Like that's. You don't need to know the. You, you don't need the research to watch it. Nope. Nerd. Nope. Nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> the, I wish I had that sound effect. This fucking nerd you ever met. There it is. What is that like a? What was that? Like a spaceship? You just got gong, bitch. <laughs> All right. What else are you watching, Kevin? I also watched. I'll, I'll, to keep this short, I just watched Thirteenth. Uh, Last night, the uh, Ava oh, DuVernay that, that documentary. It's definitely worth seeing. I ne- I never read uh, what is it? That, yeah, documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> I never read that uh, the new Jim Crow mass incarceration book, but Uh-oh, the transitioning, uh, transitioning. I'm just talking about something I saw. Uh, the woman who wrote that is on there as well as uh, Cory Booker, Chocolate Cardinal, uh, and <laughs> several <laughs> other. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> Several other uh, people talking about it. it's it's really good. And if you think that you know a lot about the mass incarceration epidemic coming from slavery until now, they put a whole other they, for me put a whole other lens on it. And I think it's definitely worth checking out. Okay, yeah, I was actually I was thinking about checking it out tonight while I while I work after we do the podcast. But um, you know, fun fact, you know, for <clears throat> for people who are new to us, uh, we have a we have a, a light history. Of Ava DuVernay, we're very proud of her. Watching her, you know, I remember seeing her very first documentary and stuff, uh, an ode to hip hop and everything. And uh, it's just really great to see, you know, what she's done with you know her success and her fame. And this has become a bit of a cottage industry for her with the <clears throat> we are attack, t- uh, tackling mass incarceration. And it's good to see someone, you know, who who's very much in the zeitgeist right now. She's filming like this $100 million adaptation of A Wrinkle in Time. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and Ava, if you're listening or watching, which probably won't be for a while, <laughs> come on the pod. Holla at your boy, the real deal. Let's, let's get you on here. All right, go ahead, uh, G-Knife. What you got? I, I, well, I, real quick, I think every single time he says uh, Chocolate Cardinal, you should put a little dash in the corner of the top of his screen. <laughs> and then if he forgets, you should take it away. No, well, you know what? We've got a drinking game now. Every time he goes chocolate cardinal, everyone at home have a drink. All right, right. we're not we're not playing the lit game this week. Peter's off. We're playing the chocolate cardinal game. That's have a right. drink. <laughs> like five. Yeah, Cheo Hadari Coker was the creator of uh, oh, Luke Cage, chocolate cardinal. Chocolate Go cardinal. ahead. Oh, I knew it. I knew it was coming. Go ahead. Be nice. Give us some. Give us some. I'm gonna say fighting Scott every time McAllister person. Okay. More, more bread. So, are we talking about Deepwater Horizon then? Because otherwise, we're shit out of luck. No, we're talking about. Oh, wow! Wow! That is totally unfair. You have all the gadgets. <laughs> I do. Audience participation. <laughs> okay, so so what are you watching, G Nice? If besides your kids, yeah, <laughs> and your life say. slipped away from your. What have I seen? A day by day. <laughs> I saw the first two episodes of Atlanta. Okay, we cover that. <laughs> wow, uh, Kevin, you have a standing invite to co-host anytime. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, are you, are you kidding me? You need me to say no. <laughs> uh, what else have I watched? Nothing. That's it. 
Okay, well, then that brings me on to the last thing that I'm watching, which is or what I watched. I did go out last Thursday night <laughs> in the city of Las Vegas, 10.30, to go see a showing of The Birth of a Nation. And mm-hmm. I was one of three people there. And it was... Well, I mean, it, it's 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 a good movie. I'm glad to see that part of history, you know, uh, recorded. And I wouldn't say documented because there's been a lot of controversy as far as like what was historically accurate and what wasn't. I honestly care less. I just love the fact that we have like a slave revolt uh, thing up on screen that got a fairly wide release, like 2,100 screens, and that you know it, it's getting some critical acclaim despite the controversy. Now, speaking of the controversy, the whole uh, Nate Parker uh, rape thing, which is, you know, I mean, yes, he was acquitted. I'm definitely not, you know, taking up for him at all. And he has not done himself any favors with the press and especially black women (laughs) in addressing it. But I do find it, you know, it's not a coincidence that, you know, something that was decided 20 years ago all of a sudden comes up to help tamp down, you know, such a a strong movie that normally would have, like, Oscar bait all over it. It's almost as if Hollywood can't stand seeing a black man, you know, not not a black man as Nate Parker, but a black man as a Nat Turner or that type of story not end up, you know, as, or not be part of the traditional slave narrative of suffer, 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 and just kind of take it and survive. It's this bullshit. So. And also without, because yeah, uh, I, I didn't see it. Have you seen Birth of Nation? I've not seen it yet. I will see it despite the controversy, which we can get into or not. Um, Ashe, let's do it. But <clears throat> I'm assuming I'm assuming there's no white savior in this, as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to a lot of other slave narrative sort of movies. So, do you think if there's a white savior? They probably wouldn't have done the smear campaign because there is no white savior. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's it's they're not all evil per se, but it's not mm-hmm. like. They've gone out of their ways in like most slave movies to make to paint them out like they're good either. It's just it's you know if anything, it's probably one of the more accurate portrayals of you know white slave people you know from from you know crib to to the grave that you'll probably see. Mm-hmm. Now what did now what did you like in your real system? Have you reviewed it yet for this? I did. That review also can be found at medium.com slash at cinema draft. And I will go hunt it down for you in chat. Look, I'm always promoting. Ain't shit changed, you guys. Ain't shit changed. Wait, I just remembered. I watched uh, The Light Before. Just put it out there. Oh, The Night Up. The Night Up. You watched the prequel and the actual film. <laughs> I watched them at the same time. which two movies at the same time. The prequel. No, I, <laughs> I thought it was actually really interesting. Uh-huh. I thought it was. Very, I thought John DeTore was a fucking stud. Oh, he, thought, he's, he's the god. He's great. He's awesome. I thought he was awesome. I thought the kid was really good. Apparently, he's a rapper. Riz Ahmed? Yeah, apparently he's really? a... Really? He apparently is a... I thought he was good. I thought... Kevin, no, no, you didn't no, see no, it. No, he, I didn't see it. Legit. I remember him from um, uh, Nightcrawler. He was the driver in Nightcrawler. And that's, oh. Yeah, that's... He made, he made me perk up when I saw that. Um, that was... Uh, and then and then see him. He's also going to be in like the, the Star Wars prequel movies too. So yeah, it's uh, he's who's a rapper, Riz Ahmed, the 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 Iranian dude or whatever, the Pakistani dude. He was good. He was good. Yeah. It was it was good. It was nicely done. It was smart. It was thoughtful. I thought the guy. Um, the twist was interesting. I mean, but it was good. I you know, I don't want to. Hey Williams, you, of course, and they're doing work always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah, yes, he's always doing work. Look. No, he he will never. Shady wind coming on. No, it's not even shady wind. I just feel like he was so awesome as Omar that mm. it's hard to do anything else. And I feel like 
when he gets stuff out of when he gets characters that are not like like when he was a cop, you're like, eh, right? But when he's doing, <laughs> but when he's doing like another a convict, you're like, oh, he's good at this. Oh, he's good. He's good. But he's he's he's, good. he's always good. He was great as Omar. So I feel like everything else is kind of like, all right. He's got a show on uh, Vice on the Vice Channel. I caught an episode of that. That's where he. I caught the one where they're tracking stolen cars around the world or something. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's called Black Market, and he just goes to black markets about illegal guns, illegal cars. There's one about Has he Bitcoin uh, yet. I know he's gonna do Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen a Bitcoin one yet. But wait, he's like the host of it, or something? he's like the host, and he and he goes like sort of like a not undercover, but he goes. He's embedded with these criminals, and they take him around to their different criminal activities. Now, do you actually think he wants to do that? I mean, I know he wants the paycheck, but do you think he's like, yo, this is exciting? Actually, kind of. It sounds like, because he, yeah. is he from like New Jersey or New York or something? And he, yeah, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying like, he, yeah, it sounds like he kind of grew up around characters like that. And like this show might have been his idea, actually. Yeah, because he did I like that, one of the episodes, one, the, maybe the one that you saw, Ed, is the first one, yeah. The uh, New Jersey Drive one, essentially, mm -hmm. tracking that whole culture. So, yeah, he's like on a he goes off Senegal and stuff. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but um, yeah, no, he's he he's solid. I like him. Kevin, are you gonna watch it? Go ahead and talk about it. I did. I want to say, Ed, you've seen it. So I would just say I thought the storyline of him, of the kid and the night and the trial was really interesting. Yes, I thought the stuff inside the jail was, I don't know, I just, it was it was fine. It was just kind of like I felt like that kind of got in the way of the more interesting part. Yeah, like no, it was it was it was pretty good. Uh, I mean, it, it was fine. Like, I, I was more I was more interested about like the trial stuff and 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 the 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 pretty lawyer until she just lost her goddamn mind the last two episodes. Yeah, so yeah, but that, that didn't that sort of feel forced when she like, wait, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and and I don't know, I don't know how many podcasts to listen to. I highly recommend the watch the one on on Bill Simmons Ringer Network with uh, Chris Ryan, and Andy Greenwald. Shouts to y'all if you ever discovered this podcast, which you won't. Uh, but uh, they had some really smart takes on uh, the night of because they they you know tracked it in real time. They were real big fans of it. But it, you know, every, pretty much anyone with a brain had an issue with like the way she, her turn happened in the last two or three episodes. Like it's it's it's, it's, it's I mean, you can kind of understand it, but it's like they didn't need it. No, you, know, you get what I'm saying. Like that, that should not need her getting stupid like that. So. I read something that said John Turturro that was supposed to be the. Gandolfini, yeah. Gandolfini character, but I heard when he took over, he said something like, "I want to." He was the one who added all the foot stuff and like all his. Oh physical. God, are you serious? Oh, yeah, but that stuff was hilarious. It was so, it was so like ridiculous, but interesting. He was he he ate up that he ate up every scene. He was just awesome. <laughs> that, that, that's Emmy bait for sure, for sure. He reminded up. me of I can't say your name on this podcast, can I? Oh well. Ooh. What? Ooh. He reminded me of the of Zemans. You're just dropping breadcrumbs to your true identity. <laughs> you know what? Like, Every that's, people, you know, that, 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 that's fine. You protect your identity because, you know, six months now and cinema Protect my identity. Talking about people about are, everyone's going to go back to these podcasts and be like, oh, that's G nice so and so. That's, you know, and so it's fine. Go ahead and protect the innocent. It's, it's all anyway, good. I yeah. thought that show was very good. That's the only thing I've actually watched. I've, I've watched a couple season, a couple episodes of season two, Mr. Robot. Oh, uh, yeah. But it not was season not, one. No, season two? one was excellent. Season two really? is not my favorite. You didn't like Mr. Robot, Kevin, or you haven't seen it? I, I only saw the pilot. I thought it was very preachy. Uh, and I just 
there's too many other things to watch. I Preachy, just, like like bad bad robot bad computer. Preachy, just like him giving these long ass speeches to the camera and like no, no, no. He long gets, voiceover. He ditches, those. he ditches those. I mean, you do okay. get like his stream of consciousness, but mm. he is the ultimate unreliable narrator, and you really should give it a chance. You really should watch it. The first, season, the first season, the first season was good. Mm-hmm. I thought the first six episodes was awesome, and it was still mm-hmm. like it was almost like a modern. It was almost like a techno take on Dexter. Like he uses mm-hmm. the computer to do good in the world. Oh, okay. He's yeah, like this sort sure. of like super superhero vigilante with a computer, and then they started doing the bigger story, and I was like, eh. But isn't uh, isn't Christian Slater in that? Yeah. And, okay, and can we talk about him for a second? How come people hate on Christian Slater? Christian Slater is really? awesome. It's really good. See what you just did? It's really Christian. good. Christian Slater is great. Not why why get... are you taking up for your boy? Did you go to McAllister or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, it's no. 2016, not 1987. Oh, but he's consistent. First of all, True Romance, great movie. Great movie. Shout out to True Romance. Great movie. Pop Up Value, great movie. He was the brother in Legend of Billy Jean. <laughs> America loves a comeback story. He has completed his comeback arc with Mr. Robot. He's getting the Emmy love. He, he's he's good. He's fine. It's the the, okay. the show is, is is really well run, well he's structured. Fine, Sam Esmail, writer director guy, uh, took over the entire yeah. second season, I guess. So it's all him now shooting everything. So it's mm-hmm. it, it's, it's what I, you I want. I don't love the second season. First season's okay. He's Christian Slater is fine in it. He's good. You would you would be like, oh my god, he's back. He's good. He's solid. But he, yeah, he's got yeah. an Emmy for. You got Emmy not for it? Uh, think so. I think the whole cast really? got something, or most of the cast. Uh, or if, if not, I mean, he's been he's his buzz is back. Is basically what I'm saying. It's you know, it's mm-hmm. it's good to have him back. I'm I'm fine with that. He's cool. He's got the creepy voice. He's always like interesting, sort of charismatic guy. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, well, this is kind of ruined my segue. My segue really was a spinoff of Birth of a Nation into okay. our topic of the uh, of the week. Yes, we finally made it some way, somehow. There's still time this topic. <laughs> we may have not spend time on this topic, but it, but basically, just to give people uh, at home and also our new guests here on the program this evening, the rundown of how it works is that every week we have a topic, uh, a movie-based topic, of which we draft from a certain set of movies. Last week, I believe it was buddy cop comedies. Uh, this week, we are going to draft are three, and we're only going to do three. Usually we do five. 48 hours. Three, man. <laughs> Last week. You're, you're, you're late, G. Uh, we're uh-huh. going to draft our three least depressing slave movies in honor of the birth of a nation. Hmm. Uh, and the way it goes is that we alternate picks. Uh, one goes in, one goes, and I guess in this case, another one goes. Uh, and once someone picks a movie, that movie is out of play. So maybe you're not even drafting in the order of your importance to you, but maybe you're just doing it out of game theory, trying to block a popular choice that someone else is going to use, et cetera, et cetera. So keep that in mind as you prepare your three least depressing slave movies, because we aren't here for the white savior bullshit. We ain't here for the <laughs> we're just going to start taking bullshit. Wait, we're okay, sir, okay. Uplift. And entertain. <laughs> Go ahead, Greg. Uplift with slave movies. Um, wait, so what? What are the rules of the definition of a slave movie? Uh, a movie involving slaves. Yes, in some aspect, form, or whatever. If, if you if you want to go biblical with it and go like you know you know uh, that dumb that dumbass Moses movie you know Godspeed. <laughs> I'm gonna probably do something a little more traditional in general. <laughs> 
<laughs> and keep it about the Africans. <clears throat> but um, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I what movie are you talking about? I, I, I just did a Google. I see Gladiator on here. Technically, that's a slave movie. That's what I'm about to say. Spartacus. You know, technically, those are slave movies. Just to give you guys some ideas. So. Um, but just to give you guys an idea of how it works and, and just to be a dick, I'm going to go first. <laughs> Wait, you're going to pick the best one. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm going to go on, first and then, and then we're going to go in, then we go in order of attendance. That means you go last, G-Nice. So, <laughs> oh, <dear Lord. laughs> I'm still, and okay. Then, All right. And, and, then, and then it's going to cycle up again. All right. <clears throat> so the one I'm taking off the board. So we're going to pick obvious. nine, so we're going to pick nine movies in total. Yes. Basically, yeah. Matt skills, hashtag backwards. <laughs> okay, so the one I'll take you off the board, it's fairly obvious. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it. Is Django Unchained? Now everyone's got a problem with Tarantino. I've got problems with Tarantino at times. This movie, just because he loved to say the word nigga way too many times, I got a problem with it. But as far as least depressing, I laughed my goddamn ass off. Mom, yes, you were there. We were there. It was our Christmas movie. <laughs> two or three years. Two or three years ago, we always see a movie on Christmas. Kind of weird movie to see. This is your Christmas in 2012. Like you with a Christmas tree in the background? No, no, yeah, exactly. And we went down to the multiplex on Christmas Day in yeah, Seattle, Washington. Cheap. Majority white crowd, probably. <laughs> and it was so lit. It was mm. so... I mean, and it was uncomfortable. And it was crazy. And had a totally overlooked Leonardo DiCaprio performance. What makes you a man Dan go expert? <laughs> No, people gave him love off that performance. But wait, you know, wait, you wait, wait, that? that was incredible. Was incredible. Wait, really? I loved it. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Why do you not get nominated for that? That was an incredible performance. Really? Uh, what, okay. makes you, what makes you Leonardo DiCaprio expert? <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio was fine, but I, you were like, that's the, he was the person eating up the scenes. He didn't. He was Kevin, pretty, please. He Thank was, he was pretty defense. incredible in that movie. Talk about just a side note about that. Talk about White Savior. Although Jamie killed a lot of people, mm-hmm. I read somewhere the other day that, in fact, it was it was the uh, the German dude that ended up killing DiCaprio. So he's Jamie didn't get the full pleasure of killing that guy per se. That's so true. It was a That's little, true. and it was certainly White Savior because the German trained him and all that stuff and helped him infiltrate the South and all that sort of stuff. Great movie, though. God, man, wow. I'm, I'm already, Wait, I'm oh, I don't understand the rules here. Why, how is that? that is, it is fine. That is a fine movie. That is the rules, fine. he just drafted it. It's, it's, yes, oh, it's out of play. I'm asking about how is that? You think that's a great movie? It's a great, it's a good movie. It's a solid no, movie. No, no. We're no, talking about slave, no. uplifting slave movies. There's that a that, narrow uh, window here. <laughs> No, least depressing slave movie. Least depressing. Yeah, right. Not to uplift, just to be least depressing. It was least hilarious. Depressing. I saw it at Christmas with my mom in White Ass Seattle. We enjoyed it and laughed our ass off and and cringed and all all the stuff you're supposed to do with that movie. It had a weird unnatural pauses when one too many niggas flew and people in the crowd <laughs> didn't know how to react. You know, so we so this movie did what it needed to do. And as far as least depressing slave movies, it was the first one that jumped to my mind. Taking off the board, you go, Kevin. That's not a great movie. That's not a great movie. Let's just say that out loud. Go. That's you can say what you will. I'm the movie, the movie, movie should have been level. Okay, go. Sorry, go. Yeah, thanks. I'm gonna go with a little bit of a unconventional pick here, and I'm gonna go with the new version of Roots that was on TV. Okay, can we just say, oh, can we just say that, was good. that you clearly just checked your notes? 
Oh yeah, I have a list. <laughs> yes, my bet. Yo, Kevin, you are welcome back. I mean, as a matter of fact, my birthday's next Tuesday. Do you want to do a podcast? I don't work on my birthday. So come on, take over the podcast. Straight up. We got notes. You just oh, man, that's what I'm talking about. This is ridiculous. I have, I have, I it says, it says roots, it says, it says oh, roots, it says and it says Louie underneath it. By the way, this is the, the, the words of someone who's unprepared, obviously. Now, <laughs> the new roots. That is how we live life. The new roots, as I was saying before I was interrupted, uh, you know, obviously the, the original was classic and groundbreaking and all that stuff. And, and I along with a lot of people was like, what's the point of doing a new one? Yes. Only gonna sort of uh, ruin the history of what we had before. But after watching it, they dug into a lot of different nooks and crannies that the original did not. Um, talking about joining up with uh, the British at one point, joining up with the North during the Civil War, the different characters sort of branched out and they had great actors all the way around. I know Greg is getting anxious to make his pick. So I'll just cede <laughs> the floor to him now. Thank you. No, I did. I will. I'm going to comment on your pick. Okay. I'm going to say that I have that I have not seen it. No, no, I haven't seen it either. But I've been told by many a person who's paying that respect and people, you know, uh, as well from our community who are like, you need to see this. You know, are you breaking up or is that is that me? He was breaking up in my. Oh, I'm breaking up. Oh, snap. All right. Well, let me. I wonder if my thing's out of power. I'm, let me just, I'm going to plug this in. It looks like it's working. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I want to go see this. Mr. Robot. What? Am I breaking up like that? Yeah. yeah hold on. Hopefully, maybe I wonder if that works. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that's weird. Sometimes nope. the bandwidth. Yeah, it's still a little choppy there. Oh, you know what? Let me just close some windows, damn it. <laughs> like I like I literally have seventy windows open. It's just <laughs> Okay, uh let's do Okay. Is that better? Is it my turn? It is yes, your turn. Go ahead. Okay, this is this is the category. Um <laughs> why are you laughing? Whoa. Seems like you want a drum roll, like building up something. Wait, is that Star Wars? The Star Wars? Is that Star Wars drum roll? No. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Now you took the sound. Okay, that is not the same drum roll. My pick is. Uh, my pick. I don't. Know, this is my pick is Glory. And Glory. Ah. Is, I, don't, I don't know. Mm. I don't know how. Way to play the game. Way to play the game. I don't know how you guys didn't start with that, so that's confusing to me. Because Glory, oh, Glory, Glory is, <laughs> okay, let's Glory. Go ahead, is, go, go, go. Glory is just first of all, cast wise, it's awesome. Yes. You have four just kick ass characters. Denzel is no better than he is in that movie. Morgan Freeman is just ridiculous. Uh, what's the fool's name? Uh, I don't remember the third guy's name. Andre Brower. Yeah. No, no, not, not him. Andre Brower is also awesome. The other guy. Um, he stutters in the movie. Uh, the fourth guy. He's always like he's the rifle. He's the sharpshooter. Oh, Juniper, uh, Jupiter, Jupiter. That that guy. We've never seen him. Yeah. That, I don't. I don't remember is. him being in anything else. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't either. either. I don't either. But he was excellent. He was excellent in that movie. And those, there, there's so many great scenes in that movie. It's really well done. 
Matthew Broderick is fine. He's fine in the movie. He's supposed he's who he's supposed to be. You guys don't realize that Matt well, he's who he's supposed to be. Um but that movie always it's consistently good. When you rewatch it, it's good. It sort of hits all the right notes. It's a little it's a little cheese ball, the story itself, but it's done really, really well. That he always like, all right, that's a solid, solid movie. Mm-hmm. The, the the I mean the storylines, the subplots, it's really done well. That is it's that's across the board like one of my favorites, but it's also just a really, really good movie. Go. All right. I, I agree. Uh, you sound crazy. I can't whip or something. Well, you have obviously the famous <laughs> everyone at home. We uh, probably just cut around a little section where I had some technical difficulties. We are back with Kevin Garnett, working black writer, TM oh. in Hollywood, as well as G Nice, our educator extraordinaire, my former writing partner. We are talking about the three least depressing slave movies. We have already have Django Unchained, uh, uh, Glory, and what was yours again, Kevin? That we took roots, off the board? roots, and roots, the, the new Roots taken off the board. And what, in my absence, they were discussing what constitutes a slave movie. So well, go okay, ahead. but I'll also say this: what the, the the downside of Glory, which is the downside of most of black films, slash, in this case, we're talking about slave movies, is that it does take place. It's still from the point of view of the white. The white character we have to relate to, but Matthew Broderick in that character in that movie for me is minor. He's huge, right? But you're not. He's he's in the background. His whole storyline between him and uh, the Princess Bride dude, you don't yeah. really care. You don't yeah. totally care. That's sort of the storyline they needed to get the money to to, to <laughs> right, right. But, but what, yes, exactly. But what they did nicely was they pushed it to the back. Yeah, they did. And those, you know, when you think of the scenes, the great. For example, what's your favorite scene in that movie? We're all gonna say the same thing. No, we're not. Denzel Tear. Well, that's all. Yep, Denzel Tear is a great scene, but the other one, well, what the, you scene, the the campfire scene. Before that's correct. See, great. You cannot be done. How great is that scene? Over and over and over great again. Scene. Everybody gets a good speech, and Morgan Freeman is at his best, right? So you have these great scenes, and even that's the Denzel, Denzel scene with the tear. Good God. I mean, that scene is ridiculously good. It's moving. It's powerful. He kills it. He won the but, award off of that tier. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, he won the award off of that whole conversation about shoes. No, they like, they like it when they get whipped. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. He, but that movie, but they still, you don't remember the scene with Matthew Broderick cutting the watermelons or sending, like him getting into fights with his dad or asking for the guy for some pair of shoes. Like, those are sort of secondary. And that, what, that's what I think was nice about that movie. That movie's great. It's a great movie. That movie's great. All I want right. to go watch it. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, then. because so, I go third, do I get to go twice? Yes. No. Uh, okay. We're well, fine. We'll snake it. We'll we'll snake it. I'm just go. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go. I'm, I'm kidding. I'll wait. You know? No, it's fine. Mine are going to be the best anyway. It doesn't matter. Go. <laughs> okay. So we'll go back to the beginning. We'll go up back, to, back up to me. Wait. Do we, rate, to do we rate our first round? Because I think I won. Just is that how it works? <laughs> I think you did not win. <laughs> I think I won. Listeners in this podcast. Everyone raise their hands if I win. If you want to rate these by round, please send me an email at podcast.cinemadraft at gmail.com. And please rate our rounds if all 12 of you listening, because G Nice must need this external validation. Okay. So keeping it moving. My next least depressing slave movie. You know what? We already said it. I'm going to be lame. I'm just going to take it off the board. I'm going Gladiator because there is slavery involved, although of a white variety. But there's a black dude in there. There's, <laughs> there's you know, Jum- I can never say his name right. Did you, Jum- 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 yeah, him. It's not Jumanji. <laughs> yes. It's not pronounced yes. Jumanji. 
Jamon Digimon Hunsu or, or whatever, the, the dark skinned brother. He's in there. There's some slavery involved. Yes, we're all here for the white you know, character. There's some slavery involved, check. It, <laughs> it's least depressing. I will say that. It's Are we not entertained? I am very much entertained. So it is one of the, it is one of my three least depressing slave movies. Go ahead, pick it apart. Uh, nothing to pick apart besides the fact that there's no black people. Uh, or not really black people. <laughs> Which is fine. Yes, because black people own slavery. What? No, but the, I'm, I know, I, my right? point exactly. is about to be that shame, slavery shame. is not exclusive to black people. So all well that's and true. good. Yeah, that's right. Slavery well is an international good. epidemic. Okay. Yes. Yes. This 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 premise is absurd. But the uh the, <laughs> which one? That <laughs> Gladiator is a great fucking movie. Yes. Great movie. I mean that's a really, really good movie. It really is. I mean, come on now. Dude slave is Maximus. That movie's Fantastic. There's scene after scene. If you watch it, it's the kind of movie that stands up. And he, Russell Crowe is not my favorite, but he's great in this movie. Yes. This is, what's, this is Ridley at his best. Was that? Right, so no. Kevin, Was it? Return? What, do you, what do you got on deck? I, I mean, you know, again, we're, we're speaking in a very limited window here. I got to sort of take this off the board. Clearly not. He just said Gladiator. <laughs> it's still, there's still like oh, 10 slave movies total. You know, no, no, the ten least you're, wrong. you're absolutely wrong because I actually looked it up, and there's like a variety of them. Okay, the Legend of Nigger Charlie. You're gonna pull out of your ass now. <laughs> uh, that would be excellent. Have you watched it? <laughs> you have not. Thank you. I have not. I tried to watch it on YouTube this week, and I could not get through it. You couldn't do it. It's like, uh, it's like I put in my review for The Birth of a Nation. Like I've been saving up my slave hours for this movie. <laughs> Sorry, Free State of Jones. Can't do it. Save right. slave hours for The Birth of a Nation. I'm going to take off. And I know what you're going to say. Yeah. I know what you're going to say. Amistad. Huh. Is that what you thought I was going to say? That is not. You've actually surprised me. I will say this. The guy who wrote the... Uh, Book adaptation, uh, hashtag McAllister. What? <laughs> there it is. You've been waiting on that. There it is. Uh, so, I, I mean, you know, very little do you really remember about this movie. Your boy Johansson, Hansen. No, he kills it. He's got a couple scenes where he the kills give it. Us, you know, the give us us free is give us the, free. Us free. the big moment. And, uh, you know, that was the uplifting part of it. The rest of it, you know, he's in Boston. Racism was always there, as we see in the historical it's, rendering. It's changed now. Oh, wait, wait. Nope. Oh, wait, it hasn't. <laughs> Show hasn't. All right, that's all I got. Go ahead. All the right, problem with Amistad is there's two things. Amistad's a really good movie, right? Mm. The problem with Amistad is anything Steven Spielberg touches is perfect, right? It's perfect. It's so clean. The dialogue is so perfect. It's mm -hmm. Everything hits the way it's supposed to hit. And I feel like that's a hard way to tell that story, right? Because right? it's just so clean. I mean, it's a mm. great movie, right? But right. it's like, even let's give us those three. It's like how much, I mean, that was so dramatic and perfect and shot so nicely and he just killed every... That's it's like a, a good point because that's one thing in Birth of a Nation is that, I mean, there it has those shots in it, but it's, I mean, when you get into the nitty gritty of slavery, it's very unclean. So mm. not clean. Yeah, and I feel like that's a, yeah. that's a hard, that's a, I mean... It's a hard. It's a hard way to tell a story like that in such a clean light. Like it's just not. It's not. Like you needed it to be cut. You needed it to be bumpy and ugly. But see, and this is. But but and actually, this is kind of the reason why I wanted to do this this topic. And I totally understand why Peter decided to beg out. <laughs> he mm -hmm. wake up the 
flu is because uh, because there's so often we have these films which are these these prestige films, these Twelve Years a Slave, these you know <clears throat> these Amistads, what have you. And, and 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 granted, Twelve Years a Slave, you know, black director, black writer, you know, all sorts of stuff. But it was ushered through the studio system. A lot of times mm-hmm. they do kind of polish it up to make it award centric. But a lot of the conditions to make us awards worthy in a lot of cases, or at least awards worthy where we don't get all these 20 year old, you know, hit pieces dragged out on us at very inopportune times is mm. that it requires a level of subservience by, you know, by the, the slaves, the black men or whatever. And, and, it, and, and there has to be the white save. There has to be all these elements, which, you know, are kind of unnatural to the actual, you know, to the actual institution of slavery, but we you know, shine it up just so we can get the awards that, you well, know. Uh, well, well, no, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that that is, okay. the, you know, like that's what, that's what abolition is, right? So they need like, like, I mean, obviously, the, the books that are written about this in the historical context of slavery, you still need white people to make the changes. You still need white people to pass the laws. You still need William Lloyd Garrison to stand up and start the abolition movement, right? So you have, that just drops some knowledge, what? So yeah, now you have, uh, <laughs> but, like, but like Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey, the, the, first, the first of many white lawyers to save the day is Matthew McConaughey in this movie. Right. Like he he was huge, right? Him, this what? To kill a mockingbird. What was the other one? Missis, Mississippi bird? No. What's well, the other? Yeah. One? I th- I think all that is valid. You're absolutely right. But what I'm concerned, Lincoln about, lawyer, from the writing standpoint, Lincoln is that, lawyer. No. <laughs> that's that's, that's a funny movie. No, no, it's no a good sleep. movie. No, sleep. that is not a good movie. Stop that. Stop that. That is not a good no, movie. No, no. Seriously, I think from the writing standpoint, I think Kevin may agree with me on this, or brought this up earlier, is that when it comes to these type of movies, too often the focus shifts towards the white savior. Like, yes, you of need. Course. Historically, yeah. needed the white saviors in it. That was like a real thing. But the thing I like about the birth of nations, white people. Um, it's not incidental, but they're not the story, like at all. Of whatsoever. course, but that's because. But correct me if I'm wrong. But who, who's making these movies, right? Birth of a Nation is black made, right. so you have no, a huge difference, right? But that, I mean, Steven Spielberg is going to make this movie. He's going to make it with. I mean, but the idea is what? It's through the lens of a white person, so that other people go, "Oh yeah, I relate. That makes sense to me. I would do that too." Right. Well, I right, think but it's, the, the the going back to twelve years quickly. I think the one thing that was well, hold on, hold that, on, wait, 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 hold on one second. My pick is twelve years. So let's talk about it at the same time. Okay, that, that, <laughs> oh, okay, that was perfect. that was uh, uplifting for you. That was least depressing. Are you least depressing? The thing. The <laughs> thing be like, well, that's absurd. The, the premise is absurd, but that movie is what it should be. That movie is messy. That movie is uncomfortable. That movie is thoughtful. That movie is beautiful at the end, and that movie is 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 you know like you i took that walk with the story and i was like all right this is real the one thing the the couple things that were great about that is that the director just stylistically made you look at the ugliness of slavery right so Uh, that scene where the the scene where they uh where he's he's hanging up there oh yeah right he's hanging there's like 20 people and they slowly walk away the scene was what like four minutes long yeah i think it was like 12 minutes long it was it was long it was long. It was pretty yeah. long. It was not twelve minutes, but yes, it was long. <laughs> we can research. But it was it like was uncomfortably long. long. <laughs> I'm looking it up. They uh, seventeen minutes. But it was like yeah, it, you saw some of the reality. I mean, I, there's a lot of things about that movie I still didn't like. They, they had the white savior. They had. Uh, they had the white savior. I hated. I hated. I hated the Brad Pitt character. I was so annoyed that Brad Pitt took that character. How much cooler would it have been? How much more respect would you have given him if he did the slave master character? True. I mean, that was the DiCaprio move in in uh, 
Django. Man. Oh, but DiCaprio was like a crazy person in the movie. That's the thing. No, the, it was a Tarantino movie. It was a Tarantino movie. Yes, but it was but it was absurd. He was like this weird caricature. He was like, I'm an evil person. Ah, but as opposed to like an actual person. As opposed like, there was to no Jamie Fox who was wearing like a blue lawn jacket. <laughs> well, that, look, wait a minute, but that's but that's my thing. For that whole movie, the movie was fine. Again, it's, it's a fine movie. My issue with this is if you're going to have a movie, you're going to take the opportunity we have, to, like, one of the cool things, like, you have three, okay, so there are three slave revolts known in the United States, right? South America, there's, like, hundreds, but in the United States, North America, there are three known slave revolts, and these are, like... John Brown, what's the other one? No, John Brown doesn't count. It was, um, and then one more, um, and they, like, the, Nat Turner was the only one that was actually successful, right? The other two they were sort of told before it happened. Well, right? this, so this yeah, is, describe the successful real quick too, because they all died at the end. So how successful was I'm it? I'm saying, but Nat Turner yeah. was the only one where he actually successfully killed somebody. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm sorry, is that not Yay, the success? <laughs> Yay! Can I get some sound effects on that? And then, um, <laughs> but, so I'm saying that, I'm saying the draft pockets for the history of for the <laughs> black history, right? We have all these pockets of really rich, really full stories to tell, right? Kevin and I have talked about this before, and like the yeah. Tuskegee Airmen, and how yes. like that was like for for me that is one of the that's like the, one of the times in our history. These are like fucking superheroes, mm-hmm. and we should have the coolest story to tell, right? And the same thing with this story of like a slave revolt. This should be a real story. You should tell that story. It's the, the one version of a black story. It shouldn't be Tarantino's goofy version of it. Right. So it always annoys me that the first time we have this story that's real, you could actually do a real story. You don't have to make this shit up. It happened. But instead, it's turning into this goofy Western where Caprio's like drunk and running around the room. And Jamie Foxx has got these funny guns. And you've got this British or this German man. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. It's fine. I wish that movie had been about... Turned into Spike Lee. Yeah, but but no, I just say I wish I wish it. I don't want to say I wish that had been about something else, anything else. I hear you, but it just felt. But but he's not the person to do that, though, and that's why. Of course not. Of course not. So how come he gets to go first? How come yeah, he no, gets but that's why I wanted to support Nate Parker's film only because you know even though even with the controversy and the stuff that he did that wasn't cool and all other stuff, it's finally us telling these type of stories where they need to be told. That's right. That's right. And you know what? That movie doesn't even have to be good. I'm just glad he did it. I'm glad he right. did it on his yeah. terms. But, it's, right. but the thing with Tarantino that annoys me so very much is he's got the clout to do this movie. And it's like, dude, you made a joke of it. Like, it's oh. real. You don't have to do that. And I'm not saying you can't. Of course you can't. But wouldn't it be right. cool if we had something else on the flip side? It'd be like, oh, well, we got the real one here, which is thoughtful and caring. And then we got this goofy Western version here. And then you're like, all right, cool. But then, that no, that's, awesome. what annoys, that's what annoys me about this movie. That's why with Caprio, I'm like, He's not a slave master. He's this goofy bad guy who just makes a bunch of noises and turns around. He's really intense. And that's cool. <laughs> he does a good job. He doesn't do a good job. But it's not, to me, that's not like it doesn't, you lose, you lose the grounding of what it's supposed to be. He's not this yeah, bad you know, slave he, master he, who's done horrible things. He's this guy. There's merit to that. There's absolute merit to that because you're basically you're saying there, he makes a joke. Of course out there's merit to that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Soundtrack, <laughs> please now. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was actually really good. No, I mean, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm sorry, not that you. I would be proud too. We, no. we know, we know, we know. You don't need my validation, but I'm just saying that there's, there's <laughs> thing in, in, it's, in so much as that 
that he made a joke out of slavery. And there's way too many times in cinematic history and just cultural history period where we reduce, you know, some of the awful shit that hap that's happened and is still continuing to happen to our community. You know, we we make it less than to make other people feel more comfortable. And that's that's the reason why I really enjoyed Luke Cage. But I don't think he this did shit that. This is unapologetically black. It's we're not you know, tamping down anything, you know, and, and if you're white, you get it, then more power to you, you know? So I, I, mm. I see what you're saying with that. I, but I don't, I don't think the things, I don't think he tamped it down to make it more palatable for white people. I think this is him. I think this, he's got this twisted mind where he's like, I want to talk about slavery. This is a no, goofy no, no, way no, out no, to no, it. No, he didn't oh, tamp it down, but I'm saying by making a joke of it, it automatically makes it more comfortable for, you know, you know, non-black audiences. But it, it's not, but yeah, it's not, yeah, I think it's not the story that, you, I think it's like skipping over it's just this weird, like, I wish, again, I wish it wasn't about, I don't even know what it's about. I would never say this is a slave revolt movie. Right, but again, right. that's, say that's is... through the lens of Tarantino. When you look at 12 years, the great thing about, one of the great things about that was that people related, I think, because he started out a free man, which I think, you know, obviously 99.9% .9 of the people watching the movie can relate to being a free free person, and then he went into slavery as opposed to, so it's almost like getting a British person to play an American slave, right? Full <laughs> circle. <laughs> exactly. Right, so I'm to dig up your movie here. <laughs> See, like, that movie, that movie was good. There were some, there were some, there were some holes, there was some weird stuff that happened in the movie, but it was very good. I thought it was, look, you have to tell these stories with, like it was thoughtful, right? It was conscious, it was smart. I agree. It was but, like, Tasteful, but it was also, but it was also raw, and you have to have that. And I well, feel like at the same time, like you're saying, there needs to be more of these movies made. I know a lot of people get sick of watching slave movies, but if you look at, say, the Holocaust and that experience, Jewish people oh. will never say stop making Holocaust movies. You get something like Life Is Beautiful, which is fun and funny and a great film, and then you get something like Schindler's List. They have sort of a wide spectrum, so you can afford to make one that's ridiculous and one that's crazy and then one that's serious we have not been afforded to tell these stories ourselves which is again back to ed's point big ups to nate parker for at least telling this story despite his past and all the controversy about him as a person he took the chance and he put his money and his career on the line to like tell this story about a black man revolting this is true. Self-finance as well. And so right, I'm going to kick off this last round. So this isn't our very first two-hour podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, and I'm going definitely off the Where map. Where do I sign this thing? <laughs> totally <laughs> off the map. <laughs> and I am going to – oh, God. This is – this is this. I, I don't and, – and coming off what we were just talking about, I don't want to make this seem like we're making a joke of this or whatever, but – you can't make it. Look, I'm not saying you can't make a joke of it. I'm saying Tarantino annoys me because he makes a joke of it. He loves yeah, black people so much, but he loves to do it in this weird, twisted way of like, I am so, I don't know what it is. We can all the things out of the system. Yeah, he just, he, he wants to be down so much that he's accepted and it's not going to work. No, but it's also like, it's not, I'm not even offended as much as I was like, you sound like, it makes me think he's an idiot. And he's clearly this is really, go, this really is more awesome, by the way, with my podcast host uh, Peter, who is the ultimate Tarantino fan. This is going to be so, this, this nice. podcast next week is going to be so. Wait, but Tarantino is crazy talented, right? He is. He's oh, crazy talented. Yeah. He's like this mad scientist gene. He's all, like I, I'm a fan. But he's problematic just, for black audiences. Yes. I'm, I'm okay by saying you that. Fucking, you really care this much? Be conscious. That doesn't mean you have to stop telling stories. That doesn't mean you have to not be your voice. But it means don't be a moron.
But Greg, he doesn't have to be conscious. Mm, he's, I know he doesn't he, have to be conscious. So actually, I actually got the problem. Actually, he clearly doesn't care. He's fucking holding his flag high, saying, "Look at me, motherfuckers! I can do what I want. I got. I can say. I can tell every other minute because I'm super talented." And that's the inherent and because know, thing about white privilege is that they have the option. We don't. Yeah, but then it's weird to me because, like, <laughs> because then it's like. What what does Sam Jackson say? Right, Sam Jackson will do any movie he's got. He doesn't oh, well. But so Sam's just like whatever. Sam says, "Make sure you spell my name right on the check." <laughs> exactly, exactly. Make sure I get a cool ass speech, please. Make sure you put the L on there so I can cash it immediately. <laughs> All right, bye, man. Okay, last round, damn it. And once again, if you're scoring at home because Greg needs validation, it hit us. I won that round too. Thank you. At gmail.com. <laughs> I'll relay all of your great messages to to G Nice himself. Um, so yeah, the, the pickings are slim. I am going off the board with this. I don't care. I enjoyed it. I guess it's not traditional. And well, hmm, hmm. yeah, okay. I'm I'm doing it. Fuck it. I'm gonna do it. I'm going with the Prince of Egypt. Damn it. Wow. These aren't even really black people. Wait a minute. Is dealing with Egypt and the Bible, and it's a musical, and it's all these things. But that soundtrack was fire. Wait a minute! Isn't that a movie? Is that a cartoon film? It's Disney for crying out loud! And it I is was a cartoon. There. It is a cartoon. I've not seen it. What what uh, Crayola color? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. They were brownish. <laughs> they, were <quite> <laughs> they didn't go all you know Ridley Scott with it or whatever. But it's, it's, it's Wait, when you were thinking about this, was it like hmm, I'll do the Prince of Egypt for Little Mermaid? Was it a close? Was it a close call at the last wow. second? Little Mermaid wow. is not. I'm a getting wild. <laughs> Greg, Greg don't want to come back on this podcast. He's, he's leaving no shots in the chamber. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, okay, I don't, I actually, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've seen that movie. I don't really know how to respond to it. it came, you saw it though, right? I didn't see it. No, I don't think I saw that because it's a cartoon. Well, you it's not that. Show, show You've seen cartoons, Greg. I know this for Yes, with superheroes in it. This is not a superhero. <laughs> you saw Finding Nemo. That was good. I did not. Awesome. Yes, That's you. like a top ten of all time. Don't hate. You saw. You oh my saw gosh! Lion you just King. threw out statements that don't make sense. You saw Lion King. That was a cartoon. This. this okay. Yes, I saw Lion King. I did that. Well, Prince of Egypt. Damn it. And I'm, a little I'm not sure why I would though. Why? Why is this movie good? Because the soundtrack is good. No. These are these are up these are uh, up least depressing least slave movies. Slave. Oh right. When it comes right. to least depressing, is a very thin barrel. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I got nothing on that then, because that doesn't make sense. Good. All right. So, Kevin, your your last pick, if you have one. <laughs> My last pick, I'm going. Watch. Wait, wait. Look to the right, and what does it say up there? No, the Listen, left. Don't hate on my picks, as, you, I'm, you, as I'm sure you'll hate on this one. This just one is, you look left. That's opposite. I know. I did purposely because you said to look right. <laughs> Chocolate cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> my oh. pick, the last pick for me, slave movie, unorthodox, The Matrix. Oh, the whole okay. thing was about humanity being slave. There were plenty of black people in Zion who had been freed. If you want to get your colors in there, and uh, <laughs> that's it, Matrix. That's a good pick. That's, that's, that's a off the board, but I'm there for it. It is all about kind of mental slavery and everything. I'm, so wait, I'm so wait. We're just allowed to pick whatever at this point. Is that what's happening? We're You're just... saying that wasn't do – do you need to, to defend the fact that it was a slave movie? Uh, maybe. 
Glory. Glory. Oh, my God. There's a whipping scene. What are you talking about? But they're working for the government. The entire humanity has been enslaved, and they're having their brains eaten as they're plugged into these machines. They're being used for food. I feel like we just went to college. What do you mean? Is this like you did like? That was not like an analytical uh, diagnosis of the movie. It's a simple. No, it's just something we'd say in college, but that's cool. okay. At McAllister, probably. Oh, gee, nice. What is your What is your your last movie? You're killing. <laughs> well, now hold on. I'm now I'm gonna repick it because you guys like went far and deep. This This was supposed to be in, a, in, a, in an entertainment podcast. Damn it! Bring the entertainment. Right. No, I'm gonna go with my original pick. Okay, so my original pick is a movie called The Mission. Huh. That's uh, De Niro? Yep. Gregory Irons? <laughs> oh, no, sorry, uh, Je- Jeremy Irons? You can look this up. That's that movie, yeah. No, no, actually, oh, I didn't look it up. That's the only guy I remember from The Mission. I never saw it. So you never saw that movie. It's really good. Tell us about Tell The Mission. Quick. It's, yeah. it's like 19... I'm looking. It's 1980. It's that old, huh? Yeah, it's... it's uh... You're that old. Huh? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> It's like a. It's like basically, it's like a, the church going around, and uh, he's like a slave catcher in South America, oh. and he's like he goes around. He's like he's like the he's like a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kick ass. It's got this beautiful. It's got these beautiful shots. It's got this beautiful. He has like a turn, you know, like a change of heart along the way. Mm-hmm. It's got these beautiful shots, and it got these great. It's a you guys know it's a soundtrack. The soundtrack's awesome. It's just I remember the other thing. It's gonna sound super cheesy, but I saw it with my father when I was a kid, and I always remember that movie. It's got this great shot of this waterfall. It's on the cover, but it's really, really good. Um, who's the slave my catcher? Movie. Who's the slave catcher, and who's the uh... De Niro's the slave catcher, oh. and Jeremy Irons, I want to say, is the is the. I remember what his role is. Oh right, no, yeah, that's right. Because he works for that's right. So he he works for a church that's setting up in South America, and he's like hates um, Robert De Niro because he he's basically catching people in his community, and he's like a he's like a what's that term? What's the term where you set up a church? Somewhere? Oh, he's a missionary. Yeah, he's a missionary. Thank you. That word, that's hard word. Setting up a that's mission. Right. He's about the mission. That's why it's called. But he and he basically brings in. Um, De Niro under his wing and helps convert him. It's like be- it's like strangely beautiful and it's smart and it talks about humanity and the turn of like someone who just is about for money all of a sudden realizes his mistakes. And it's and it's but it's not like cheesy and sort of like moralistic. It's kind of like a, a, a slow burn mm-hmm. and it's really tasteful. Now, okay. uh, <laughs> now would you? Does it? Thank would, you. Would you say? Would you say you won that round? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> You wait a minute. You picked, you picked a cartoon and a college thesis. Yes, I won that round. <laughs> so, so there are there are uh, there are our picks. Finally got through that some way somehow. Still friends. Imagine that. Uh, and we're gonna go into basically what pays the bills around here. What is Cinema Draft the game? This is why some of you are actually listening, believe it or not. And basically, it is the fantasy sports version of the movies. You draft ten actors. We're assigned a dollar value salary. You have a 100K budget to try to draft all 10 actors, no more, no less. You must pick from all three release types. Wide, 2,000 screens and up. Limited, between 501 and 1,999 screens. And then platform, 500 and under screens. You must draft at least one actor from each, 10 actors total, stay under budget. 
Headliners are worth 40% more. For example, with Suicide Squad, if it earns 100 million and you get one point per million, then Margot Robbie gets 100 points while Will Smith gets 140. See how that works? 40% bonus, boom, like that. It is free to play. We are in beta. Uh, make sure you check us out at cinemadraft.co. And we are going to segue into one of my favorite segments, which is the shot list. This is when I get to act like I'm smart. <laughs> and have any of you, have either of you guys played the game yet? I already know the question, but I'm going to put you on blast. Have, you guys, have any of you guys played the game yet? I have not played the game. All right. Will you be playing the game sometime soon, sir? Yes, I'm, I'm signing up. There you go. Like play the game. Gee, nice. We're just going to skip you. I already know what you're doing. <laughs> Wait, I, here's the thing. I signed up, and then I got to some page that I didn't understand, so then I stopped. Uh, and actually, we're actually going to be removing that page. Basically, there's um, – well, if, for the few people who are listening to this, if you just want to go directly to the sign-up, go to dev, D-E-V, dot cinemadraft.co. That is our, uh, our working site. Um, that's where you can go and sign up directly, and you will be into, let into the system. Otherwise, you go to cinemadraft.co, which is still a pretty cool landing site. You will see all of our social media. You will ask to be signed up for an invite to the beta. You'll fill out a form, and that will give you a confirmation screen, G-Nice, which will have the link in there for dev.cinemadraft.co. Either way, we'll get you on the site. It'll be fun. You'll have a blast, and you will have a lot of discussion with your friends. Actually, so so basically the way this works, uh, you guys, since you guys are new to this and stuff with the whole dollar salary and everything, I'm, I'm gonna see if you can see this so you can see a little bit of what I'm kind of referencing. It's called, uh, this is what I call the talent pool. It's represented actually graphically on the, well, you know what, actually I can probably, you know what, let's just do, I forget, I actually have a site now. I don't have to keep going all bootleg and shit, like back to the spreadsheets and shit. Uh, yeah, we, I have actually have a site, so let's go to the site. I will screen share with you guys, the 10 people who are watching this on YouTube. Appreciate y'all. Uh, oh, we have people watching us right now? No, no, it's not live. This oh. is, uh, and especially, we'll probably have to cut out that part with the, with the technical difficulties. Oh. Um, so I'm going to share my screen with you guys. You'll actually see what the, the site looks like right now. We legit, we made it, baby. <laughs> it is real. It is. Oh, I like my avatar. Did a little, oh, nice. little uh, the birth of a nation <laughs> for, <laughs> for the weekend. Um, all right. So basically uh, we expanded this week. We have now five contests. We went from three to five. I'm giving away money, y'all. It's free to play, but you can win real cash dollars. Mm. You can see $90 up top. $52 on and on. Uh, we pay 20 slots. We have a max of 100 people for our main game, which is called the feature presentation. Uh, $300 overall in prizes for this tournament. And basically, uh, when you're drafting your call sheet, you're presented with, with a screen that looks like this. This is actually usually blank. These are my placeholders. I don't really have a real strategy out in place quite yet. <clears throat> but basically, uh, we list about 20 films that are actively out and released right now. And we try to get up to 10 actors from each movie. The ones with the stars right here are what we call headliners. There are two per movie. And as mentioned before, their points are worth 40% more. Um, with platform films, you get one point per 100,000. Those are the smaller screen uh, films. With limited, which is kind of the medium range, you get one point per 500,000 in box office gross. And for wide release films, you get one point per million because they're on 2,000 screens. They should be everywhere. They should be making more money. So first one I'm going to look into this week for the shot list. Well, we have a few, we have three parts of the shot list. And the first part is called the A-list. And these are actors you will definitely want on your call sheet. And so the first one we're going to on the A-list is your boy, 
Ben Affleck in mm -hmm. The Accountant. Priced up at 21000 this week. Uh, it's wide release. He's a must play. You're going to want to do a headliner stack of The Accountant with his uh, co-star, Anna Kendrick, America's you know girl next door. Uh, it's, they're expensive. It's going to cost you <laughs> roughly 40% of your budget. will be worth it. Uh, I think it's going to probably do 30, 35 million. Uh, some, uh, one of our returning champions, uh, Jay Devlin, uh, shout out to Jay. He is definitely listening to this podcast. He is a savage when it comes to strategy on this game. Um, he was even studying like the weather patterns for South Florida <laughs> and factoring into who he was picking for his call sheet. Sure. Anyways, um, basically just don't overthink it. It's going to open wide. It's going to be the number one movie of the weekend. It's going to cost you, but it'll be worth it. And especially with the 40% headliner bonus. If it comes in at like 30 million, shit, that's like, you know, that's, that's like 45, 50 million, uh, 50 points right there. So definitely do a headliner stack of that and you might have to figure out some stuff after that. Um, what's uh, another A-list actor you're going to want to draft to your call sheet is probably going to be Kevin Hart. Now, oh, the only reason why I say that, it, what, 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 Greg, what? Why? what do you have to be nice? What? Uh, what? I don't know. What? He's fine. He's funny. Yeah, well, that's what I'm banking on. And he's, and he's notoriously undervalued usually as well because when his movies come out, for whatever reason, usually they, they tend to come out in late summer. For whatever reason, this one was pushed to October, which isn't even the best of opening months. But, you know, it's a release, right? And there's not really much in the comedy uh, genre that's opening this weekend. He kind of has that category to himself. It's been what promoted is, relentlessly. It's, it's just his uh, stand-up special? It's a stand-up, but he also built like this kind of weird, like looks like maybe like a twenty-minute, you know, uh, story yeah. around it with Halle Berry and right. uh, Don Cheadle in it. So she's hot. Uh, he's talented. <laughs> yes, and she, she's still getting it at fifty. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so I would put, I would, if you want to look at a contrarian play. Uh, one that's not going to be highly owned, and that's another part of the game theory to this. As uh, as you play more, you'll see what what actors and what movies are highly owned. You want to uh, where you can find hidden value in movies and actors that aren't going to be owned as highly, but still will perform. And I definitely think that Kevin Hart, what now? Price is only nine thousand, to be honest. He really uh, is tiny, huh? Five four. That's that's short. He's, he's super short. Yeah, have, have you met Kevin Hart? Kevin Garnett? <laughs> I have, have not met him. I saw him on Ellen today. He's short. No. Yeah, he's no, and, and he owns that. it, and he's funny, and, you know, he does his thing. Is, yeah, is, so. Ellen, is Ellen taller than Kevin? Yes, yes, not even a question. Did, did, like, did it look like Ellen could kick his ass? Uh, he's pretty buff, and she's, you know, slight, so yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Not that <laughs> Kevin Hart would hit a woman. I like, that you, I, I like that you took the time to think about that answer. <laughs> so anyways, after you lock up 40 to 60% of your call sheet, mess around <laughs> with the accountant, and it's $20,000 know, salaries, what have you. you know, Kevin Hart would be a nice little cheap play, even at wide release. Uh, second part to the shot list is called co-starring. Co co and these are some values you want to look out for this weekend. And I'm just kind of going vanilla this week. Um, I mean, these, these have been in release for about two or three weeks. I almost went another way, but I mean, each week it just seems to keep performing, and it's freaking Sully. I mean, anyone, from, I mean, Aaron Eckhart from Sully gets you your your little you know headliner bonus right there, ninety six hundred. It's fairly affordable. It's consistent, and in, in a weekend where this thing is going to be decided on the margins, because everyone's going to do a headliner stack of the accountant. Maybe they might try to shoehorn in like a third accountant, and then really just go pure stars and scrubs. But yeah, you're just going to want something that's consistent if you want more. Bad
balanced strategy. And as we saw last week, a balanced strategy is what took it when we had a headliner stack of, of, uh, of Deepwater Horizon in its second weekend and a headliner stack in, with the girl on the train. I, I honestly did not see that strategy coming. It kind of blew me away. So shout out to you, Fredo, going from second to first last weekend. You did your job. It was a good job. So if you want to take a balanced attack, take Aaron Eckhart Sully, 9,600 wide release. There's and no also, way. You, there's no way that's his real name, right? Fredo? That's there's no way, right? He's that's a these are these are screen names G Nice. Like G Nice isn't like your government G-Nice. name. Wait, what? Is, is G Nice gonna be your cinema draft name? So that people can can look for you in the lobby? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> what do you, social security card says G Nice. Okay. <laughs> uh here I have a question for you about the game. Please, yes. So let's say you have somebody like a Benedict Cumberbatch or you know, someone who's who does big movies and small movies. It's okay. the week of Doctor Strange or whatever that movie's called coming out. And then he's also got like an art house thing. If you pick him as a well, would would he be listed as a headliner for that one? Let's see as he has a he'd be smaller part. He'd okay. be listed twice. Most like knowing him since the star, he'd probably be a headliner in both movies, but right. he would be two separate people in that in that talent pool. Okay, so you couldn't get him and get the money from both films. No, you could. You would, you would have to get him twice, though. But you'd have you to draft to him twice. Yeah, I'm exactly. saying, my question was, yeah, could you draft him once and get the money twice? And you're saying he's listed for each movie. Exactly, yeah. He's, okay. uh, I'm trying to think who, let me see, is, not Tom, is Tom Hanks in here twice? Someone's in here twice. We usually have someone who's in here uh, twice or something, and they're, they're listed as two separate people. It, it, it's, it's not a problem. They're usually priced differently, you know, because uh-huh. movies are usually different. Um, but yeah, because it'll be an art house thing, and then a, then versus a big budget movie, right? Yeah, usually. What, I hear snickering on the line. Who is that? <laughs> what? What? I say nothing. You, you have something to contribute to class, G-Nice? I say nothing. I'm still laughing. He's five four. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's don't that's don't, don't get sure. don't get the vertically challenged boycotting my podcast of twelve subscribers. All right, uh, <laughs> Queen of Cotway. Queen of Cotway, wow. Lupita Nyong'o. She was the difference maker. And, all right, so if you guys uh, weren't following, which I'm sure you weren't, in our first weekend, uh, which is just two weekends ago, it, for the feature presentation, it came down to 0.6 points. 0.6 wow. points separated Jay Devlin and Fredo. And going into after Friday estimates, Fredo was up by you know a, a six of a point, and and then Jay Devlin was down. And then come weekend estimates, they flip flopped. And what it was, it came down to Lupita Nyong'o, Queen of Cotway. Uh, it was her being a headliner in a limited release because you're going to have to have one from all three categories. It's only going to be on about 1,200 screens or so, so you're going to want you some Lupita. It's very slim pickings this week, but basically uh, she was a difference maker, and you know and she may be the diff- difference maker again this weekend. Uh, she's affordable, 7,300. Uh, you're going to need a limited release. There's only about two or three films out this weekend that qualify for limited release, so just go with what you know, get you that, that easy money, and get Lupita. Uh, the last part is the cutting room floor and basically skip these losers. Leave them on the cutting room floor. All American Honey. Now, look, <laughs> I'm actually very intrigued by this movie, even if Shia LaBeouf is a crazy man. I don't care. I want to see this movie. It's only out on 25 screens to date. I'm not exactly sure what the release pattern is going to be this weekend, but it's not going to be wide. So it's going to be it's going to be small. It's going to be platform release, and it's probably going to underperform like it has been. Uh, you know, this Riley Keough girl, woman, sorry, she is amazing in The Girlfriend Experience. You should you should binge watch that. Oh yeah, she's, she's hot. hot. 
that TV show. I haven't seen the sh- I haven't seen the movie either, but I didn't see the movie. It's good. It, the show is better than the movie, I think. And it's I mean, it's have you seen the girlfriend experience, G9? I the show or the movie? The show. Oh, well, I've seen both. Oh, I just said it. I saw uh, <laughs> the show. No, yeah, I've seen that. The movie, yeah, I've seen. That. <laughs> You said, but her character really good. Like she's really good. She's very talented. She's an actress. You know, the other lady's not an actress. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And well, I mean, she's and an she's actress as the, well. Thank you. Very she's very good. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're already explicit. Yeah. Don't get us X-rated. Get Again, we are now back in college. <laughs> Boom. But no, but Riley Kiddo, she's she's very solid in in the girlfriend experience. On, Do you know she is? I, I watched like two nights. I just binged this. It's excellent. Isn't she Elvis Presley's granddaughter or something? Oh, word. I, did not know that. Boom, yes. I break shit to the table. <laughs> you break in the, on the cutting room floor, no less. So yes, basically skip <laughs> all American Honey if it's on if it's on less than fifty screens. Okay, if it's going on less than fifty screens, you can. Pro- there's a lot of platform release stuff that you can go to, and then also skip. And this one's going to be you know of a, a, a quote unquote favorite of Jay Devlin, you know our first week champion, our second week runner up. He bet big on middle school worst years of my mm. life and that was the worst pick of his life because it's what kept him six mm. points out of the top spot it's a wide release it's on almost three thousand screens and like maybe six million seven million people if that went to see it it did not perform like it needed to for jay devlin to defend his crown so skip that movie it's too wide for its own good even despite me slashing the salary by about two or three thousand this week on each actor. It's way too wide release for its own good. Hmm. So Kevin and, and G Nice, any movies coming out this weekend you're excited to see or coming up soon that you're excited to see? Are you guys into the accountant at all? I mean, what's up? I, I don't I don't know who's I I don't believe that movie. I don't I, I, I <laughs> no it's it it exists. I hear it's coming out on three thousand screens. I, I don't it's know real if it's really thing. a thing. I don't know if it's really a thing. The accountant, what a terrible title for a movie. <laughs> Have you seen the trailers? Kevin? I've seen, seen the trailers? trailers, and he's he's clearly not an accountant. Uh, <laughs> the trailers are good, though. It looks lit as fuck. You're not into it. I don't. I I'd rather see Jack Reacher. Oh wow, that that hurts I my like heart because I, I've got a I've got a bet going on with this mm-hmm. thing. Like we, I'm in this group chat of these degenerate gamblers. Hey, shout mm-hmm. out to the Hedermen. I love y'all. There's like three of them in, in the feature presentation already, and it's only Tuesday. Uh, we go live uh, Thursdays at 10 p.m., by the way. Theater mm-hmm. lock is 6 p.m., which is when we lock in for the for the weekend of the contest, the amount of theaters and the release types. Uh, anyway, I've got a bet going on with someone in Hederman that um, <clears throat> that the girl on the train doesn't come within 15 uh, doesn't come within 15 uh, million of the account because I honestly think the account's going to do 30 to 35 million. It's yeah. it's great. I mean, the girl on the train was brilliant. I loved it. It's awesome. It's going to hold pretty well, but it's probably going to do like 15, 17 million after doing like tw- 24, 25 in its opening weekend. And I think, you know, Ben Affleck, he's got a lot of goodwill out there. He's about the only thing that survived that train wreck of Batman versus Superman, fairly <laughs> unscathed. So I, I think it's going to be his time to shine. The, the trailers look sick. They've been a huge marketing campaign. Gilles. I don't know. I'm being optimistic, maybe. What do you think, G-Nice? I think it's going to make money. Do you think it's going to make more than, say... So I've got an over-under bet right now, because um, we do these over-unders, uh, Peter and I, which basically gets to, us to decide who goes first in the draft the following week. And so I'm putting it at $25 million this weekend, the accountant. Ooh. He's taking the under. I'm taking the over. What do you guys think? I'd, I'd go over on that. It, I I think less than thirty, but more than twenty-five. Yeah, I definitely oh, go over. Do you, do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll go over thirty? G nice. Yeah, well, I mean, there's nothing. Yes, 
Okay. Yes. I'm feeling good. Jay Devlin, if you're listening at home, which I know you will be, uh, you said that everything... I mean, what's seen, the competition? The girl on the train? So, all right, so our new uh, girl on the train, that's, that did, like, I think, $28 million last weekend. It, it opened really strong. I, I, it got my money. I enjoyed well, it. Well, wait a minute. Now, how would you compare that to a Gone Girl, like, as far as quality of a movie there? That's a good oh, it's, movie. It's... it's man it's kind of hard to compare only because there's such a because this this the book the movie was based on was so new that people didn't really um people brought a lot more expectation to it when at, whereas this book just got released last year per se i think mm-hmm. I mean, i guess the book's fairly recent but either way i think it's quite honestly they're they're, they're neck and neck i don't i would say really? girl's probably better um, only because it's got Fincher, to be honest. But right. aside Fincher from that, to okay, this, uh, you don't understand. And what he just did was set you up so that you could talk about he could talk about how much he likes Fincher. Not at all. <laughs> I'm here for that. That's cool. Yeah. So Girl on Train made twenty four point five million last week. So, so even if it holds like seventy percent, which they almost never do, uh, even if it drops by like twenty five thirty percent, it's still going to be in the fifteen to seventeen million range. So see, the and, Girl on the Train makes me think it's the sequel to the Dragon Girl. The girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Someone asked me about that too. Like, did you, is that like a sequel to the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? I was like, no, it's not. Was by the director of the Girl with the Dragon? No. It yes, was. but it's got the same feeling. It looks like it could be, and people would that would confuse me. Oh, it's hella moody, and she is sloshed the entire movie. It is a sight hmm. to see. I you mean, said- like, like, like having like having vodka in a clear sippy cup. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just getting it in, like, you know. So it, it's it's a really good movie. It's gonna hold well. I just think that. Uh, ben Affleck is going to do work. It's going to be I, honestly. I wouldn't even be surprised if 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 it's got really good word of mouth. It hits like you know forty forty one million over the weekend. It's just Whoa. I think people are ready for something like this. I really do. And I've and I've got money on it. I mean, besides, I mean, I can't win money at my own game. Obviously, I do want to win. I will play to win, like you all should. But um, I but I do have a side bet on on some over unders on this weekend's box office, and that's part of the fun of the cinema draft game. You know we. You know, we help keep that interest in the box office alive and get people talking about it. And so that's pretty much it for this podcast, uh, <laughs> the Mega Cast, <laughs> the Eterna Cast. Uh, I want to thank my guests, uh, G Nice and his avatar, and Kevin Garnett, <laughs> aka Working Black Writer in Hollywood, TM. Let me let me just ask you say before we go. Yeah, yeah. That, pitch what you guys got. Plug no, what you guys have. From what I understand, a podcast would not be complete without mentioning Love Jones. Is that? What? Oh, no. Is that correct? Is that correct or no? Uplifting slave movie? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, that is my, my limited understanding of the podcast is that it, there must be. <laughs> the podcast Wait, is this is awesome. Kevin just wrote in a rule. I love it. <laughs> no, what's, what's your, no, no, Boomerang. I'm sorry. Boomerang. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes me, okay, you know what? Now, that, that actually sounds there, there it is. I, I was confused. I, I Thank misspoke. You. Right, I'm sorry. You, well, I remember, feel like you, we but met the person at at uh, G Nice's birthday party, and I probably talked to you off about you know cinema draft and movies. And no, I, 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 I actually listened to one of the podcasts, and there was a a mention of uh, Boomerang. So I'm actually surprised yes. you don't have people saying what their like top five is like when you introduce them. I feel like that's a thing. No, that's, I mean, every podcast has its own thing. Let, let Denzel Washington's greatest podcast of all time, period, do their own thing. We're, we're doing our thing over here. Although, no shade, love y'all, want to be a guest sometime when we blow up, you know, and please, by all means, Kevin Avery, 
W. Kamau, come through. Uh, but no, I mean, I admire what they do. But no, we, you know, we do the draft. It's fine. We do five. Normally, Peter and I do five. Uh, Wait, I don't know what games. you're talking about. Somebody tells you their stuff. Is that somebody else who does that? <laughs> you need more podcasts in your life, G. Nice. Do <laughs> I? Do I really? I'm not sure. Hey, but now you can subscribe to this one. We are on iTunes, you know, Google Music, SoundCloud, and anywhere you get your favorite podcasting outlets. Uh, and I'll just wrap this up because this is the Eternacast. We need to bring in for landing. <laughs> Uh, where can you find Cinema Draft? We are at cinemadraft.co, cinemadraft.co. You can sign up for an invite to the free beta. Uh, also, you can find us on social media. We everywhere. Uh, Twitter, at Play Cinema Draft. Uh, Facebook, Cinema Draft. Instagram, at Cinema Draft. Medium, slash, at Cinema Draft. We even got a Pinterest account, god dang it. So, which is also Cinema Draft. So holler at us. Get back at us if you want to email us to, and tell, you, tell us what you thought of this podcast. Give Greg validation for his picks. <laughs> <laughs> in the round, you just Gina. email us at podcast.cinemadraft at I just looked this up. Yo, of all the movies you talked about, only Gladiator is on Netflix. Oh. Mm. Nope, wrong one. Mm. There, there we is. go. The Matrix is on FX like every weekend. Boom. <laughs> you know, yeah, you can't, you can't miss it. And I'm sure 12 Years a Slave will be in every you know high school from here until the eternity so anyways i want to thank you all for staying with us for for our most entertaining podcast ever let's give uh, uh kevin and gina a hand again thanks for coming you guys anytime anytime you guys have been great and that's it everybody see you guys next time hey